and welcome back to another episode of Cowboys Chat with Shap. My name is Zach Shapwurst. With me is Vinny Tadaro. And the Cowboys uh, win again, uh, beating the Giants 21-6, to uh, kind of in the same vein of the last couple couple weeks, but a win nonetheless. And they actually, with, with some help uh, from the other teams in the NFC losing, they actually jumped up two spots, I believe. Um, so, yeah, we'll talk about that. The game, uh, they're kind of playoff standing, and then their upcoming game, uh, the second in two or second in three weeks against Washington. But as always, we'll start off with a trivia question. This week it is Vinny asking me the question. So, okay. Um, you probably remember our linebacker, Randall Godfrey. Yeah. Who played with us for maybe four years and then became a free agent. Yep. And I don't remember where he went. It might have been the Titans. Yep. And um, did quite well there. Mm -hmm. But to replace him, the Cowboys signed two free agent linebackers, both of whom were coming from the same team that Godfrey went to. Who were those two linebackers? This is kind of out of left field, but is Ike Steele one? No. Okay. Um... Hmm. No, Keyes not. He never went. Well, hmm. That is a good one. Um. Hmm. I'll just throw it. Uh, Keith Bullock. No. So, yeah. You know what? I'm forgetting the name of one of the guys myself. Okay. Well, I just thought of this feel this a little better. Um, hmm. Any other hints you can give? They both flamed out with the Cowboys. Okay. But they were good. They were pretty good with the Titans. The Titans. Okay. See, I. I feel like I know a little bit about 99 and after Titans, but, uh, you know, Godfrey, my impression is he was like maybe 98 or 99 when he left. So this would have been probably pre-99. I, I don't know. I, I don't think I... Uh, I, I want to say something... Edwards? No. No, yeah. No. I, won't. I got nothing. Yeah. I think I think you've this is uh this is one of the dead spots in my memory where you are gonna catch me with the obscure players from the late nineties. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm throwing the towel. Who, who do we got? All right. I'm trying to find the other guy's name. Okay. One, what was the one first? Of the guy, I just had it this morning. And well, I forgot well, it. Who, who's the one that you, you... Joe Bowden. Okay. Yeah, no. Never heard that name before. All right. Joe Bowden. Yeah. Let's see if we can find out who the other guy's name was. Other 
Google obscure linebacker from Titans to Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, Baron Wortham. <laughs> yeah. Also, never heard that name before, but I'm, I'm going to write it down. Baron Wortham. Um, so, yeah, we'll jump into... Uh, I, I don't have a ton. So last week, you know, starting out, I was kind of, you know, giving the negatives, which is our offense. This week, I want to talk about the the positive was which is yet again our defense and, and granted we're not playing we haven't been playing particularly good offenses but still we're, we're handling them as we should and and we've made some bad bad quarterbacks look good in the past even certain years where we actually had semi-competent defenses um We've made some bad quarterbacks look good, and and now we are beating the crap out of the quarterbacks that we should. And this game, you know, we, we Micah Parsons as a rusher, this, this was probably one of his least impactful or, or noteworthy games, but he made a play um, in coverage, very similar actually to the one he made against New Orleans that caused an interception. This one was not an interception, but uh, you know he made a play on Kenny Galladay, who the Giants paid like eighty million this off season, and who had separation on him. And yet again, like he did with Kenny Stills, he just covers ground like a cornerback, and you know basically defends the pass and. I mean, the dude is a a physical freak. But this game was all about Demarcus Lawrence. He, as, as far as edge rushers, he, you know, forced the first interception and then he forced a fumble, like two turnovers. He also was involved in, the, in a fourth down stop. He stuffed them in the backfield one play. Like, you know, he's he's played four games now and he's only got one sack officially. But he's had so many impactful plays. He had the force fumble week one. He almost has strip sack against the Saints. Um, I was, you know, it's the thing I've been I've been saying is, you know, he's he hasn't had the the gaudy stats in the in the last mainly last year especially, but he he underperformed he, last year. I, I think he's a product of the defense around him. They're, like It's the same as J.J. Watt last year with the Texans' defense. And that was maybe, I don't know, That I think that was comparable. Like, if you've got no help at all, it caps your potential. And he was, in my opinion, by far our best player. But the fact that he's doing much better this year, and, and I think that's in large part because he's got a better supporting cast. But the other guy that I want to shout out, this is a guy that I was really high on in the offseason and who's kind of flown under the radar. I don't think we've really talked about him at all, and that is Malik Hooker. Um, he's a guy that, you know, we it looked like we, we had passed on him for uh, DeMonte Casey, and, then, and so we were talking a lot in the offseason about him versus Casey, 
and I think we kind of both agreed that he was the guy with the higher upside, but just, you know, it's injury history with him. And, and we ended up getting both. And at this point, now that Hooker has, uh, you know, kind of gotten through almost a full season, he's coming off of a pretty good game last week in like 16 snaps. And then this week, be, besides the interception, which was, you know, nothing crazy. He was just kind of in the right place. But I will say, you know, they showed the replay of him dropping into coverage to take away that deep zone when he was pretty close to the line of scrimmage initially. And I was more impressed with that than the actual interception, I think. And he also made a couple other plays on the ball. He made some good tackles. I think at this point, the fact that he has stayed healthy and is starting to pick it up, uh, I think this was easily his best game of the year. I think it's time for us to really start scaling back Casey's snaps and scaling up Malik Hooker's. Because if he if he can play anywhere close to his his capabilities and, and his talent level coming out, um, you know that that really makes a big impact on our defense. I think, um, and Casey he's had some decent moments, but o- overall. And especially lately, I've been underwhelmed by him. And in this last game, I think he had 55 snaps and Hooker had 32. And I would like that to be swapped, if not even heavier in Malik Hooker's favor. Um, so yeah, all, all in all, again, not a great opponent, but defense was was on point this game. And... Um, well, um, I, I still disagree with you about the Marcus Lawrence. He took advantage of a nobody tackle and that's where he pads his stats and he pads his reputation and he's over, he's overrated and he's overpaid, but he's good. I mean, I'll say, I think he's, I mean, he's good. And I understand what you're saying that some of his production kind of comes in the shadows, you know, like as a run stuffing, everybody looks at sacks. You know, maybe they don't look at um, at the other statistics that are very important when judging a pass rusher. But we also have to look at Demarcus <laughs> Lawrence's ability abilities against the run, which are good. Yeah. Okay. So I disagree with you a little bit about Demarcus Lawrence. I think he's good, but I also think he's kind of overrated and overpaid. But I want him on the football team. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, and he did have a nice game, and he had a nice game the game before that. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's been active. And um, so he's and, definitely been, a, a, you know, and that's, <laughs> that's something, not to pat myself on the back, but that's something that I was saying when the Cowboys seemed to have reached a low in their season. And I said, and I think I, I said, you know, I'm going to surprise you. I think they're going to, I think they're going to play better. Yeah. Because those four guys are coming back. After the Raiders game. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And, um, you know, so. You got Lawrence back. Obviously, you got Gregory. You got Cooper. You got Ceedee Lamb. To me, Amari Cooper's been somewhat disappointing. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if he's 100 percent healthy or what the deal is with him, but he definitely is not playing like a number one receiver. Yep. And um, that's part of that's part of the problem with the offense. But um, I do like Demarcus Lawrence as a, um, as a player, um, and you know I I'm 
I don't know what's going to happen with Randy Gregory this offseason since he's only put together, he's been a second round bust because anybody who only has one good season for you out of like six years has right. got to be considered a bust. And so I don't know what they do with him in the offseason. I really yeah. don't. Um, and then you got Micah Parsons who is, you know, looking like the at least the defensive rookie of the year. I don't think he's going to get defensive player of the year, no. but I think he'll get defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. And, um, you might you know, be unless, unanimous for defensive rookie of the year. Right. Yeah. Unless Miles Garrett and TJ Watt, you know, don't play any more yeah. games or they're just totally flame out. Yeah. Um, I think there might be a bias amongst the, uh, the uh, judges uh, as to uh, because he's a rookie and yeah. because LT is the only one to have ever done it. Yeah. Um, there, there might be sort of a, a, a bias about doing that. Um, but, um, I do think if if he plays really well against the Cardinals, I, I could see that as a potential signature game um, where because because the thing with T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett, who I think it's really those three. I, I don't think anyone else is really in the in the conversation. Um, but those other two are not in. Well, I guess the Browns kind of. I mean, they're both like technically in the playoff hunt, but I don't think either of them, either of their teams, will make the playoffs. I don't think either of their teams are very good. Period. Whereas I think if Mike Parsons plays well against a team that's considered, you know, a top contender like Arizona, that could be a difference maker. Especially if it's, I mean, he's got the splash plays. That's what I think is going to sway people it's not the down to down stuff the you know that nerds like me care about it's it's the plays like against the redskins or washington where uh you know he forced the fumble that gets returned for a touchdown like if he can do more of that especially in a game like against arizona i think he's got a a good chance at this point it, i i would agree that at if if they voted today it would be probably miles garrett as the winner but um you know micah parsons is really maybe the most versatile player in the nfl today yeah and he's in that he's making a case i mean it's just i'm just judging by what i've seen i don't know what the kid's going to do in the future okay and obviously when you compare people when you compare somebody who's only been in the league for a year to somebody who was in the league for what 12 years or whatever it was for Lawrence Taylor, obviously you're not comparing their entire body of work. Right. You're comparing them, you know, from what you've seen, you know, versus what you saw out of LT his rookie year. Yeah. And um, I don't think Micah Parsons is Lawrence Taylor. I don't think there ever will be another Lawrence Taylor. I don't think he's as physical as Lawrence Taylor. I don't think he's as intimidating as Lawrence Taylor. But there's one thing he does that Lawrence Taylor didn't do much of, and that's coverage. Yeah. And he showed it this week. Yeah. You know, uh, he had kind of been criticized for his coverage abilities. Now he's starting to show he can cover. So there, it's almost like there's there's almost nothing this this guy can't do. They've yeah. got him covering, you know, covering, covering speedy receivers. players. <laughs> yeah. Like, like right. good receivers. Yeah. 
They've got him playing middle linebacker, outside linebacker. They've got him rushing, blitzing. They've got him rushing in five-man fronts. They've got him rushing as a, a down lineman in four-man fronts. You know, the guy, the guy's versatility for especially for a rookie is off the charts. So yeah. he's the ultimate chess piece. Yeah. You know, he's the kind of he's the kind of player Bill Belichick would kill for. Yeah. And because oh, yeah. the Patriots like to do a lot of things with their players too, but. You know he's he's definitely a big piece in there, and um, you know I, he it really you know for him to go out there with Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory, but you know the other guy I don't want to leave out is my man Neville Gallimore who had another yeah. sack this week. Yeah. Okay. And you know he's given them some much needed help in the middle of that line, which has been pretty bad. Yeah. So I I hope that Neville Gallimore can continue to up his game. So far he's got two sacks in two games, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, I, I, I think Neville Gallimore, I don't think he's going to be a great player, but I think he's going to be a solid player for us in the middle. And it's going to leave us going into next season, still needing another defensive tackle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think still going to be even, even despite how things have been lately, I think it's still going to be. I think it's always. No, no, no. I mean, like as far as focus for the off season, it's still going to be heavily defense that we need to need to focus on well i'll tell you one thing though they better not overlook wide receiver because if they lose yeah. gallup they're losing a lot yeah gallup, Honest- gallup is beginning to make a case that they should keep him instead of amari cooper yeah yeah i i feel like gallup right now has i think I've, i said it kind of depends on the week but right now it seems like gallup has the best rapport with Dak or and and is like the most you know and maybe this is is just a recency bias thing but it seems like he's the most reliable CD Lamb I mean he was getting open but he dropped three passes and and one of them was you know maybe it was the sun in his eye um but it would have worked it 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 was a screen and he he would have gotten a decent chunk the other two were I mean, you can. Dak wasn't great in this game. Um, he had one disastrous play, which which we'll talk about. But at the same time, like when a guy's going through a slump and he hits two plays that probably would have been like the two biggest pl- throws of the game. Like one of them was a was almost identical to the throw to Ceedee Lamb that won us the game against New England. This time he drops it. The other one was might have been a touchdown. It was like a, a, a similar crossing route to the right um, behind the defense and it might have been a little behind him, but again, got his hands on it. Um, and, you know, you got to make those plays to, you know, pick up your quarterback. But, um, yeah, and then but, Cooper you know, just wasn't also there. also been the recipient of some bad luck. His stats would be a lot better if Dak didn't miss so many throws to him. Yeah, he had one. Well, that's right. I forgot the one this week where he was four yards behind the defense. And and I think that one, it was a wind thing that kind of knocked it down a little. But yeah, he, he was behind the defense. There was another one I, where he was behind the defense and Dak kind of just threw it out of bounds. Yeah. Um, and then the week last week against Washington similar to to uh 
the drops with CeeDee Lamb, Dak finally hit him for a for a deep ball for like 40 yards, and we got it called back because of Lyle Collins. Like yeah. those those plays, the the that one against Washington, the two drops by CeeDee Lamb, those are like the epitome of yeah, Dak's not playing good, but we're not doing him any favors with with this yeah. kind of stuff because you know it's it's a compounding thing. You get one nice chunk play after you're kind of dinking and dunking and not getting a whole lot of of uh offense and that can you know lead to one thing after another and on the other hand when you you think you got something big and then it's nope (laughs) you're either going backwards or you get nothing because your receiver dropped it like that's a that's a big uh momentum swing in the wrong way um but no, Dak, I mean, he still needs to play better. And, and I mean, that that fumble, I don't know if I would say that was worse than the, the pick six against Washington. Probably, I don't know. It, it, it was, I think this one might have been even more, like, dumb. Because the one against Washington, I seeing they had a camera angle where looking at Dak from Dak's perspective, you could see how he thought he was open and the linebacker just undercut it. Um, still should have known, should have been able to read the coverage, but I can kind of understand that. The fumble, I can't understand how you, you feel like it's not a blindside hit because you saw the guy coming and you knew that my, that you know, CeeDee Lamb is trying to block a, a defensive end, and yet he he scrambles a little, and then he stops and, like, tries to wind up. It's like, did you forget there's a defensive end trying to be blocked by a receiver? Yeah. Like, yeah. how does that how does that happen? <laughs> like, like, this is one of the things where, and there's there's been a couple plays this year like this where, it's like, how, how dumb are you? Like this, you shouldn't be, it's just, it boggles my mind. Like, you know, just continue running. Like he had an open receiver uh, in Gallup, uh, would have been like four yards, but still something or, or just run it. But he, you know, for being so conservative, he's not running as much as he used to. And that's, that's a bad thing. Right, you know, as long as he slides. Yeah, yeah, I I agree, and I'm okay with him, you know, running to set up the throw, and and you know, in that scenario, if he chooses not to run and throw it to to Michael Gallup, then that's that's fine. But you know, the fact that he he stopped running, like he was he was running away from the guy and then it's like he had a brain fart and forgot the guy was there or, or he thought yeah. that that cd lamb had transformed into tyrone smith in his prime and was just gonna stonewall the guy like and and for how conservative he is like that was the moment where it looked like he wanted to be you know brett Favre and and chuck it 40 yards across the field that's where he was looking was amari cooper going to the opposite side of the field. Um, but other than that play, I, I don't think Dak had a bad game. I, I certainly think he was. it was a better game than 
his game last week. But still, the offense is not not clicking the way, you know, we, we had talked going into the week about this might be a get-right game for the offense. And I, w- I would say that the running game was more productive. And, and I think Connor Williams, I- I'm glad we, we made that move. I'll give the coach coaching staff credit for that. Um, so, yeah, you know, running game was – this was our best running game, I th- thought, since probably, like, the last time we played the Giants. But still, offense is st- – is, you know, just stuck in in neutral. There's not much not much uh, progression um, that I'm seeing. And I mean, the 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 upside to it is, you know, we still won won a game. And seeing you know Arizona lose to Detroit or you know Buffalo lose it, lose to Jacksonville earlier in the season, like you know, you can't you know guarantee any victory in the nfl um so the fact that we're not playing well offensively and we've still won three in a row is is a positive but you know we've got to get it together if we want to go anywhere in the playoffs is is the bottom line um i think similar to how the chiefs are i noticed that looking at dax stacks he's at a high completion rate but didn't mm-hmm. throw for a lot of yards. His yeah. passes are short. And uh, that can't continue. Yeah. That's not an explosive offense. That's not taking advantage of your weapons mm-hmm. on offense. And uh, I don't know what's going on with Amari Cooper. I don't know if he's hurt or if he's in a slump. But he's not pulling his weight. And uh, that contributes to the problem. The drops continue. to the So the wide receivers are part of the problem, too. Um, running bad routes or dropping balls. But then again, you know, we see Dak makes miss some throws that he's just got to make, you know, and uh, so he's definitely part of the problem too. It does not surprise doesn't surprise me with him. Um, and uh, you know, we did run the ball better this week, but the Giants have a pretty lousy running defense, run defense. Right. Um, so, but this team won't go far in the playoffs unless this offense really starts clicking again. Yeah. No, it's not the way it's playing now. It's beating teams that, you know, it's beating teams that it should beat, and it's right. not even beating the hell out of them. Yeah. You know, um, it was a, it was definitely a nice defensive outing. But again, I mean, how many how many backup quarterbacks have we faced recently? Yeah. You know, Mike Lennon, and them. then they put the third <laughs> string guy in there. Yeah, and he actually played pretty well, Jake Fromm. Um, in grand, that was against our prevent defense pretty much but uh but yeah no i mean and we're we're facing uh taylor heineke again this week so oh boy yeah (laughs) um and it's it's interesting because the washington had a ton of covid cases and they're they're not going to play until tomorrow so it'll be a short week for them but but no i mean we should I, you know, I expect a similar type of game as, as the one two weeks ago. Um, it's it's really that Cardinals game is going to be looming large, and and they're looking more beatable after losing to the Lions and after the news that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be out for the season. Um, like they don't have a 
and, and he's been out for for a couple games, but um, it, it's funny because it seemed you know they had when he, he when he was missing games, Colt uh, Kyler Murray was also hurt initially, and they had Colt McCoy and Colt McCoy won two of three games and and played pretty well in those two of three games without DeAndre Hopkins, and this is I think the first game. Kyler Murray played without DeAndre Hopkins and and it's almost like he has a bigger need for for Hopkins than Colt McCoy did um so yeah I I think that's that's a definitely a winnable game I I, I've kind of thought the Cardinals all season long were, were a bit of a overachieving team you know their record indicating they were better than they actually were um but but still they're they're by far the toughest team left on our on our schedule and and they're by far the toughest offensive team i I think philly's definitely better than they were when we played them earlier but still yeah arizona is going to be is going to be the test and um and it very well could determine seeding because you know, right now we've got the edge over them because of our conference record, but we're tied, you know, record-wise. And, you know, it it, it really would help us a lot. I don't, I don't think we're, I don't think we're very likely to get the number one seed, but by winning out, I think there, there is a chance we could get the number two. And the way it's stacking up right now, it's, it looks like it's going to be the Rams almost certainly in the five spot. And then the 49ers right now, at least, are, the, are in the sixth spot. And then after that, it could be the could be an NFC East team. It could be the Saints, could be the uh, the Vikings who are playing right now. Um, but none of those teams concern me nearly as much as the five and six i think the rams or the 49ers would be tough teams to to face in the first round um and especially if i mean with the rams as much as i've been ragging on him matt stafford really he turned in an impressive performance uh we his last time he played against the uh the cardinals so um if he if he's getting hot, they're going to be, I, I think, as tough as any team in the in the NFC. You kind of assume that Brady and Rodgers are going to be playing at their peak, but you know, one of these other guys, Stafford or Murray, if they're if they're playing at that elite level, then you know they're going to be just as tough, I think. But you know, in the same token, if Dak can get back to the level where he was against the Patriots and some of these other games, I think we're as, as tough as any other any team in the NFC with our defense. But it just doesn't look like, you know, it's, it, it's not looking looking great. That This was the game that I thought was going to be a, you know, get-right game. And, um, you know, we'll see. You see if Washington maybe the second time around is, is a little better, but... Um. Yeah, it's it's looking like either round one or round two we're we're gonna be knocked out at at this moment. 
And right now, I think Tony Pollard has surpassed Ezekiel Elliott as the best running back on the team. Yeah. Yeah, even with plantar fasciitis, he's yeah, that's right. far and away better. Yeah. And and it's by uh, I don't know I don't know why the, the majority of the carries carries don't go to him. It's just it's more political bullshit. Yeah. They don't want to upset Zeke because they made the ridiculous contract, gave him that ridiculous contract. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean it's like it's, I mean, for however, what, for what Zeke is being paid, he should be a sixteen hundred yard runner, right? Okay, with with twenty touchdowns, right? Averaging five yards a carry, yeah. three and a half yard. I mean, it's literally any way you you look at it, whether it's just plain old regular yards per carry, next gen. They've got stats on like yards. Uh, per carry over expected there's pff they have yards per carry after contact no matter how you look at it zeke is average and pollard is one of the best in the nfl um i think in yards per carry after contact the only two guys that are ahead of him are nick chubb and jonathan taylor probably the two best running backs in football maybe derrick henry um, is, is in that conversation, but, but he's been like, and it's been that way since he got in the league. And, and yes, it's been in less, you know, he's gotten less carries than Zeke, but is that his fault? Like he's, he's getting the carries that we're giving him and he is right. one of the most productive running backs in, in football and Ezekiel Elliott, you know, he's last year, last two years he's had individual games where he looked he showed flashes but the the sum total is just average if that last year i'd say below average this year you know right in the middle of the bell curve uh or top of the bell curve so yeah i'm i'm all for pollard getting getting more carries i I was a little concerned with the injury you know not wanting to re-aggravate it, but it sounds like it's it's really just a a pain tolerance thing. In, in which case, I mean, he gives us the best shot to to win. The bottom right. line. So you gotta lean on him. You know, when you're trying to to win games, if if we have a opportunity at the end of the season where we've kind of wrapped up the seeding, then maybe you sit him then. But till then, we we should be leaning on him more heavily than we are. But um, I will say I, w- I was impressed with, I'm, yeah, I, I'd say I was impressed in general with the left tackles in this game. We, we've had some games where Tyron Smith being out was noticeably detrimental, but both Ty Nishke and Terrence Steele I thought played as you need them to, which is not terribly. Um, and I don't know if Tyron Smith's going to be back in this next game. But as always, you know, especially after this this game where his backups played fine, uh, and especially since it's Washington who doesn't really have any defensive ends to speak of uh, that are, you know, healthy at least – 
I would sit him unless he's 100% healthy, which he never is, basically. Um, and, you know, do all that's possible to make sure he's ready for the for the postseason. Um, well, you know, he's become what I feared. You yeah. Know, he, he's become a liability. Um, he's not he's not on the field enough. And, it you know, if he wasn't getting such a huge salary, I wouldn't be as upset. But with the cap space that he's taking up, um, it's bothersome. And I, I think that they renegotiated him and extended him. So I don't know if they're yeah. really in a position to get rid of him next year. Um, but I think that one thing that they, they need to take seriously is uh, using their first-round pick on a, uh, a, left, a left tackle. Even if he doesn't, even if he starts, even if he starts the the year at left guard, um, then uh, and then, like that, then, then, <laughs> then they move him to left tackle. You know, then that wouldn't be such a bad thing. But I definitely think that if there's a left tackle there, when they, and of course it's always you know who's available. You know, right. you don't want to just take a left tackle because you're right. so desperate. Um, That's how you end up with guy, boss man yeah, fat. Right. If, if there's a guy there, then they should. Um, then, then they should probably uh, that that probably should be the pick. Yeah, you know that, I and agree. you know maybe defensive tackle. I, mean, I I would say even maybe receiver if Cooper or Gallup go, which one of them's going to go? Yeah, because that three headed monster is what Dak needs. I mean, he, even with it, yeah. he's having trouble. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting, but. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it, it's really, as far as, you know, the re- remaining season, I think, honestly, as an overall team, I, I think our, I think the 49ers might be a, a tougher matchup than the Rams. It, but again, it's all going to come down, it's all going to come down to quarterback play for, for most of these teams, and... That's why you got to put Brady and Rodgers ahead of, of everyone. Brady had a had a really bad game, but it's against New Orleans. They've they've got his number. I I think best case for the rest of the NFC is is the Bucks face the Saints somehow in the in the first round, which is possible. Um, but outside of that, outside of that one team, Brady's gonna be very tough to knock out and and so is Rodgers. Rodgers is is really heating up and and I think starting to get back to where he was last year, which was you know as good as as he's ever been. Um the other quarterbacks in the NFC, it, it's just a a clear delineation between those two and everyone else. Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Matt Stafford, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, actually, Kirk Cousins has probably played better than any of those guys, or, or more consistently than any of those guys. But the Vikings are just a, a dumpster fire of an organization, and, and they don't know how to how to win games. But so, what's what's our yeah. prediction this week? So. You, oh, and what's I heard that the second, round, the second round corners playing has worked his way onto special teams. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been getting special team snaps. And, yeah, well, that's that's yeah, that's what you yeah, want yeah. out of a second round pick. Right, right. Um, although you know, g- give Anthony Brown credit. He he played pr- 
pretty well this game. And he heard what you said about him, man. Yeah, yeah. Teams they they definitely throw after him. They're like, this is the guy we got to pick on. And um, Diggs gives up a lot did, of yards too. He has in the last two. Well, besides the touchdown, which I don't, you know hold that too much against him because that was kind of a fluky play. But I, I thought this was, you know, the last two games have been he, two of his best games in terms of limiting uh, limiting yards after the catch. That, that's that been my biggest problem with him is is he – it's not that he just gives up catches. It's, it's he gives up catches and a bunch of yards after the catch. Kendrick Bourne – is a prime example of that, though that was also on DeMonte Casey. I think Malik Hooker, if uh, if he's playing like he did last week, would have prevented that. Um, but no, Diggs, had, Diggs pretty much gave up nothing in this game, at least that I can think of, um, and he got the those, interception. The, the, yeah, I mean, those safeties, I mean, the Cowboys did what I wanted them to do. Um, I remember Jimmy Johnson saying that, uh, you know, they told him, you know, you've got so many young players, you've had so many draft picks. And he said, what we need are veteran players. And that's when, you know, and he went out and he got a lot of veteran players. Yeah. Um, and some of them were not, you know, um, highlight, right, highlight real material, but they could play. Guys like Thomas yeah. Everett and James Washington, for instance, come spring, spring to mind. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I thought the Cowboys needed to do. I thought they needed to stop relying so much on their draft picks um, and start relying, start getting smarter in free agency, especially at safety, yep. where they've been abys- where they've been abysmal. And uh, they went out this year and they found three good ones. Yeah, three good veterans, you know, and they didn't pay the house for any of them. I don't know. Did any of those guys sign anything more than a one-year deal? Nope. No. Nope. All right. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Casey's been been all right he's had flashes but i mean curse throughout the course of the year i think he's been our most consistent they're uh, making plays secondary player uh, you know mm-hmm. but yeah as crazy it sounds with Diggs having all the interceptions i think curse has been more more consistent um and, and yeah hooker last couple games i think is he's shown what he's capable of and i think he deserves more more and more snaps over over Casey but um yeah I as far as this game against Washington I mean a lot of it's going to depend on who is in for them um I mean I, I will say their their O-line is is not bad and we really beat up on them in the first game I I kind of I hope I'm wrong, but I kind of think we regress a little in that regard. I, I, I think we'll we'll have some pressure, but um, I don't think we'll we'll have as dominant a front seven performance. I also don't think Dak is going to be as bad. Um, so I don't know. I would say i kind of feel like it'll be a similar type of score but done so in a different way um where it's more more so the offense is actually you know producing a little bit and the defense i think terry mclaurin kind of got shut out 
the first game, if he plays, I, I, I think he's going to have more of an impact. I think if they have, uh, I think it's Jordan Thomas, the tight end, I think he will, will definitely help. So I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say we're still going to win, but I think it'll be, I think it'll be 27, 24. That's my prediction. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take Dallas Yeah. and, um, I'm, uh, I'm going to say the offense shows a little bit more life this week and scores 35 points. Okay. No, wait a second. They're going they're going against a pretty good defense. No, I'll say Dallas. they score 24 points. Okay. And Washington will score uh, 17. 24-17, yep. Okay. It is a home – it's their first home game since Thanksgiving. In a while, yeah. yeah. That could – Yeah. That could help. Um. And Amari Cooper, he yeah, well, he does seem to play well against against Washington, but um, yeah, well, we'll see. Um, I think if we win, even without any help, I think we wrap up the division. I want to say, and yeah. definitely clinch a playoff spot. Right. So, um, yeah, Mike McCarthy. The, the quote was. I don't even start talking about playoffs until we've got 10 wins and yeah, they've, they've got them now. So, um, yeah, time to, to hopefully they wrap it up this week and then we can talk a little more about playoffs, but yeah, definitely need to show a little more, a little more juice on offense and, uh, at least we got we got something in the running game that that's more than more than nothing. But Washington will be a good test. Like they're 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 a good defense. The Giants, I, they were de- they were a good defense last year. I don't think they're much of a defense this year. Um, but Washington is even without their some of their players without their defensive ends. I think they're a a decent unit. Um, Jonathan Allen is, is yeah, he's playing a playing by far his best football and and he's one of the best defensive tackles in the league right now. Um and and their secondary is playing playing better. It'll be interesting how they play against Philly tomorrow. Um but but yeah, it'll be a a, a decent test and hopefully Hopefully Dak is, and I don't think I've mentioned this throughout the show, but Kellen Moore has been really losing losing stock. Yeah, yeah. His his stock is is going straight down the tube. Yeah, I mean he's doing the Jason Garrett thing. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, he's very very uber conservative style of football and and it was getting to the point there was there's a play where i think james bradbury jumped a slant and probably should have had an interception and i was like oh you know of course because because all we're doing is five yard passes like it, it's the most yeah you know boring conservative uh brand of offense and and we've got we've got players to tack downfield and right. you know, finally we threw one to 
to Gallup and, and you know, C. Lamb did drop a few. But I think I've said this before, but first down, especially when we're running it like we did, first downs, that's the down to get some good looks and some favorable matchups when the defense is expecting run. And I don't know if we'll, we're – we're ever going to do as much play action on first down as I want, uh, but definitely would like to see more. Or if we do run it, and I've been saying this repeatedly as well, if we do run it on first down, show a little more creativity than just up the gut. Like, you know, maybe bring... I'd like to see more of Pollard and Zeke in the game when you got one, you know, Pollard faking a speed sweep and then Zeke up the gut. Like, that's that's something. A little misdirection, a little motion. Like, these are things that Kellen Moore has done. He's not incapable of calling good plays and having good strategy. He's just not doing it. And, and that's definitely part of the problem. You, you can't put it all on him, but... Well, I, I'm wondering how much that injury is affecting Dak, whether it be mentally or physically. Yeah. I think there's definitely a, a mental component. And like I said, when we've had chances. Mari Cooper, too. Mari Cooper, I wonder how healthy he is. Yeah, I think, I feel like he's more impacted by injury than Dak is that's just kind of a guess i feel like dak it's more of a mental thing and amari cooper is it's physical um that's just kind of my because because dak it's it's these little brain farts that that are killing him just bad decisions that someone who's been in the league for six years who's had success shouldn't be making and and he wasn't making prior to the last couple weeks um like there, there's there's nothing i've seen of him that's like oh he looks like he's favoring this side or you know physically something's hampering him um but but who knows yeah the, and the mental part of of the injury that definitely could be th- something and and he is certainly more conservative with running the ball than he ever had before but uh but yeah all right well Well, uh, yeah yeah um yeah thanks all for tuning in we'll be uh back next week to break down the second washington game and to preview cowboys cardinals the big uh game with playoff a lot of playoff implications so Uh, Until then, we'll sign off for this week.